Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 135 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Reminder, you can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. We'll get to some texts. Many of you had some comments on Brian Lawton's appearance on Oilers Now today. Uh, we're going to bring in Ryan Smith in about uh, 45 seconds' time on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. But we're going to go to This Day in Oilers History, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company. They've got a great Oilers Now road trip package to Germany and Sweden this fall. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Here it is. May 1st, 2006. Alish Hensky scores with 106 left in the third period to give the Oilers a 4-3 lead over Mike Babcock, Todd McClellan, Jay Woodcroft's Detroit Red Wings in Game 6 of their Western Conference quarterfinal. Uh, Rod Phillips and Morley Scott with the call. Hemsky trying to work in. Now Samsonov. He got it to Hemsky. He scores! And I've told the story before. There were two media guys in Edmonton that picked the Oilers. Robin Brownlee and myself had the Oilers to beat Detroit. Speck said Detroit would win that series in three games. Uh, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, the road trip to Germany and Sweden. And before that game uh, on uh, the other station at that time, I'd said that Hemsky would score two goals. The Oilers were down 2 nothing after two. And Jim Matheson and Terry Jones came by. They were like, you and your st- Stupid predictions. After the game, they're in a scrum interviewing Alish Hepsky. Makes me chuckle every time. Let's bring aboard Ryan Smith, who I'm guessing uh, it's a pretty memorable night for you guys because uh, that was a, a big upset. And, you, and during your career, Ryan, I mean, it had been a long time since you got out of the first round, and Detroit had a hell of a team. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. Bob. Yeah, thank you, uh, Ryan. Yeah, it was such a memorable one for sure. Obviously, uh, history in the making uh, in regards to uh, that was Stevie Eisman's final game, also. Yeah. Um, you know, a guy that uh, paved the way for a lot of great players. Uh, um, but yeah, it was memorable for sure. Something that, uh, as that uh, series went on, it was kind of unique how things went. Uh, you know, the, the octopus being thrown on the ice in game one, game two, Brad Winchester grabbing the. Uh, grabbing it and bringing it to our bench and throwing it in our bench uh, to the stakes being thrown out in game three and four and yeah it was just uh, some unique things that went on but um, we we believed in ourselves in that locker room and and that's the most important thing that came out of it. What did Mac T say because you guys were down two nothing right in game six at home what did did, did he say anything uh, in the second intermission when you guys are down two nothing or did you guys just know what you needed to do? Yeah, I can't remember specifically what he said. He always came in and gave uh, his six-minute six mark. He'd come in and give his speech. And uh, if, I, if I can recall, he probably would have said, like, guys, we just got to leave it all out there. We've done a lot of good things throughout this uh, this series. And 
and just uh, leave it all out there. And um, he uh, and and then as far as us as, as players, we just take uh, take ownership and just go out and compete and and find a way to uh, overcome adversity. And uh, uh, like I said, we were doing it months before playoffs, so uh, we were equipped for uh, for the playoff bound and. You know, our backs were for sure up against the wall, and we found a way. I remember Chris Pronger in Game 5 in Detroit. Uh, the series was tied 2-2 at that point, and he played. Like, it was unbelievable how good he was. I think that was at the, was at the end of the game where Hork blocked the shot with his head as well. I mean, you got just the, the commitment level you have, but maybe just the thought on getting a guy like Pronger of his, you know, ability to come in and kind of drive it from the back end. Yeah, I've spoke uh very highly of uh of prongs many times and and well deservingly um you know obviously it's nice to have him on your side uh other than him cross checking you across the back or slashing the back of the legs or punching the head i mean he was a warrior but um he respected his teammates he demanded respect and uh you know he he i don't want to say he treated the young guys uh, in uh, unfairly, but he he was hard on them. Yeah, but he he would for sure respect them. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, he just uh, you know his his demeanor, his attitude of winning, and uh, um, it, it did honestly bring us to another level. All right, we're joined by Ryan Smith, Edmonton sporting icon, uh, who had a terrific career with the Oilers. Ryan, we'd be remiss on this day uh, without getting your thoughts on the the passing of Brian Ross, who you worked with several years when Brian was the video coordinator, video coach, and later on the development side as well. Well, first of all, I want to send our condolence out to him and his, fam- or his family, for sure. Obviously, it's a sad, sad day uh, in the hockey world, uh, especially in the Edmonton organization world. He was very instrumental in, uh, in many different aspects. Not only was he a, a video coach, he's a father, he's a, a, a husband, and a guy that uh, was was a great backup goaltender or third goaltender. And uh, I know um, there was an email that came uh, across uh, was uh, Bill and Kelly Ranford, and just said, you know, like he really appreciated the support that. Brian gave the, those uh, those guys on a on a on a daily basis uh, on practices because you know they get a lot of shots. So him coming in every once in a while was uh, relieving for those goalies and um, nothing but uh, a tremendous guy. He'll be uh, sorely missed. All right, uh, terrifically stated by you. We're joined by Ryan Smith. Ryan, uh, you're you're part owners of the Spruce Grove Saints. You guys are down two nothing in the Doyle Cup. You've had a terrific year just to win the Alberta Junior Hockey League uh, championship. But you're back at home, and it can be a game changer, can it, at uh, the Grant Fuhr Arena? Yeah, I was. Uh, I went into the rink yesterday and um, talked to some of the boys and just sort of reiterated. Uh, the San Jose series in 06 when we were down two in their own barn and we came back and we won four straight. So it, 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 it can be done and it's a sense of belief. So tonight's a big night and we're looking forward to uh, game three, seven o'clock at Grand Fear and uh, hopefully we can come out with a, a win uh, and, and carry some momentum. Now this is a unique series because the rest of the games in this best of seven are actually played in Spruce Grove. Is that correct? Yeah, so... If there was a split, they would have played the third game there. Right. If, if it's lobsided 2 uh, nothing, which it is, uh, 
they go two there, five here. So, I mean, this could work in our favor, but we got to obviously win our win our games and uh, carry some momentum. So the fans are are well needed, and hopefully we can. Uh, um, you know, we're obviously missing our our uh, our leading goal scorer with uh, with an injury, an upper body injury. <laughs> but um, okay, that's all you're going to disclose on that yeah, front. Yeah. But he's a, he's a guy that uh, that has been missed in the locker room. But you know what? It, it takes a team, and it takes everybody stepping forth. And uh, we got great leaders uh, that can prevail. So um, hopefully, uh, maybe see you guys on out there tonight. All right, the Wenatchee Wild up two games to nothing. That is an American team. I don't think there's been Jesus uh, the last time it's the Doyle Cup as the Alberta BC Playdown. For some reason, I thought maybe there was a team from Bellingham back in the late '70s that might have won one. Uh, I think I know a guy actually played on that team. Uh, Ryan Smith joining us. You mentioned the the series against San Jose. Uh, you down two nothing, and they were they they. they you, you know, they, you lost the first two games, two one, two one in San Jose. But what I remember is they hit by Rafi Torres. Oh, late! <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the one uh, where a guy comes out of the corner and he reverse reverse hits him from the winger down. Yeah, and usually they don't expect it because the D men's usually on that guy, and he just hammered, hammered. He did actually in uh, against Carolina against Dougie Wade, wasn't it? Yeah, he got Dougie Wade as well. Yep. Who did he get in San Jose? I can't remember who he hit. Was that Milan Mahalik? It was Mahalik. Yep. That's yeah. Because yeah. Bernier and Mahalik were looking like studs at that time, right? They they had those two guys, and they, they were both first-round draft choices, and Ronnie Wilson was head coach in that team. And I think the series changed on that hit. I really do. Um, you guys gutted it out in Game 3. It took you a while to win it in Game 3 on home ice. And then and then crazy stuff started happening in Game 4. <laughs> Remember, uh, Toskala got caught about 60 feet out of the goal. I think Samsonov got one, and you're off and running. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we for sure carried momentum. And, and you said it best, Bob, in regards to different stages of, of each game. There was something significant that uh, – and it wasn't just like – the Chris Krongers or right. the Alex Hemskys of the world. It was other players that stepped up at different times that made us uh, successful. And, uh, you know, guys like Pizzani had an unbelievable uh, run that year, too. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Ryan Smith joining us. Ryan, uh, you, have you been watching much of the NHL playoffs? Oh, I, I think that San Jose-Vegas series, wow. Yeah? The save that uh, Fleury made on... Uh, Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine back-to-back uh, uh, overtime winners? Yeah. But, He's... Uh, hey, good hockey. You... Yeah, you know, uh, Craig McTavish, uh, people might remember this. The night that Neil Yakupov, Ryan, was scratched in Toronto, there was a guy in the Oilers booth next to Craig McTavish, speaking of Logan Couture, and he was the Logan Couture guy in the 07 draft. Edmonton took Gagne, uh, seventh, and Couture had suffered a shoulder separation that year of the Ottawa 67s. And I know this now, Mac T was the coach. He was not the head scout at that time. Kevin Prendergast was the head scout. But the story that was told was to me was this guy was pushing hard for Couture. Like he's like, this is the guy. He's got a little bit of, you know what, vinegar. Which, and Gagne had it as well. Gagne stands up for yeah. himself too. But Couture is, I mean, he has been a legitimate 30 goal scorer. For long. He's a heck of a player. Pretty, pretty impressive to see uh, what he can do. I mean, a lot of, lot of, uh, you know, you got to give you know, Pavelski credit, yeah, and and players like that. But a guy that uh, has been very consistent. I, I, you know what? I almost, I don't want to use huge, but I can 
there a little bit of a little bit of Nuge in him. And, okay. Um, just the, the defensive minded, like, but all offensive ability, and um, they play really well in their own zone. They're in the right places a lot, so. That's what I see in those two games, those two players' games. I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, you know the player Derek Ryan plays for Carolina. He got a phone yep. call Friday morning from the U.S. Uh, national team, asking him if he could be on a flight Saturday morning uh, from Spokane to meet the rest of the guys to fly to Europe. Uh, Derek doesn't have a contract. It took him an hour to get insurance. Uh, and he said, yes, you of all people would appreciate that. Connor McDavid, captaining Team Canada, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Darnell Nurse over there. Why is it important for players to say yes in this event? And why do more Canadian players, like Derek Ryan's an American, who, as you know, played here at the U of A at Edmonton, yep. but why is it that more Canadian players seemingly are willing to do it than American players? Well, a lot of a lot of reasons, Bob. And, and, and I took it in consideration as far as, you know, the support that my wife and kids gave me, that was a, a huge bonus. Two is that you should be training your body at that time of the year because you should be in the playoffs. And three, what a great opportunity and an honor to put to your country. And uh, there's no better feeling than wearing that maple leaf in front of your chest. And, um, you know, I've been very fortunate over my course of my career to experience what I did. And, uh, you know, I have a lot uh, to owe to uh, Hockey Canada for, Give me those great opportunities, but um, yeah, I, it's it's phenomenal to uh, to to go over there and play against uh, some great competition. You know, teams teams countries really dig in, and they really want to um, they really want to beat the the Canadians for one. Two is the fact that they really uh, um, you know they play hard for their country, and and uh, you know I think it wasn't one 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 after one uh, this morning. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the final came out, but six uh, six one for Canada. It was, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know they they were they were super excited when they got a goal against them. You know, so that's we're a benchmark when we go over there. Yep. Um, yeah, as well as uh, you know, obviously Sweden now and, and and Finland, obviously Russia. So these are these are great opportunities to establish yourself and meet meet players along the uh, along your journey. Ryan, one more thing, just on on the makeup of Canada. Uh, is it fair to say in Canada, because of the depth of the Canadian system, you're honored just to be an invited, and you'll do whatever the coaches there or the management wants in terms of the the slotting of the roles? And I don't know if that's necessarily the case with the U of the U.S., who has become a terrific hockey player playing country. Like when I, they got all their guys going, to me they're the number two team to Canada's number one, right? Like they're right there; they're the closest of the rivals. But uh, can you maybe speak to checking your ego at the door when you play for Canada because there are so many good players? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, getting selected is one thing, and then two is finding a role when you get there and uh, adapting to whatever the, the coaching staff and the management wants you to play in. And uh, you know, you may take a backseat compared to what you're used to on your respective team. And sometimes that's hard, but you're right. Check that ego at the door. At the end of the day, it's winning, uh, winning a championship for uh, not only your teammates but the the whole country and. Yeah, I, I did miss out on the U.S. Uh, they are an ex- extreme uh, uh, benchmark for sure, too. And uh, there's so many great rivalries that uh, that occur, obviously, in the World Championships, too. Ryan, best of luck uh, with the rest of the series for the Spruce Grove Saints. And thank you uh, for taking some time and, and shedding some insight on Brian Ross as well. 
Bob, I really appreciate you having me on. All right, Thanks, take Bob. care. You bet. Take that care. is Edmonton sporting icon Ryan Smith. It is 150 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, 154 in Edmonton. Again, we'd like to thank Ryan Smith for joining us on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell with you. Do you want to mention portions of the show brought to you by World Floor Coverings? Tell them Oilers Now sent you and receive two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings, where they know a lot about hockey and a lot about flooring. This is a spoiler alert for any of you who are interested or PVRing the Real Madrid game against Bayern Munich. These are uh, well, one of the two Spanish giants against the German giant, okay? Now they're playing uh, the second leg of Champions League, the semifinal. The winner of this goes on to the champ- uh, Real Madrid's won two straight European championships. They've actually lost the league already to Barcelona. But today... You have. Uh, we talked yesterday about the Steve Smith goal against Grant Fear. So, spoiler alert: today there was a play that is going to mirror that internationally in soccer. A misplay by the uh, backup goaltender, uh, because I believe the the German national team goaltender is also the number one guardian for uh, for Bayern Munich, and he's not playing. But the backup goaltender misplayed a pass back and left a wide-open net for Kareem Benzema, who's a French international, and uh, he's got the go-ahead goal in this game today, and it is a bad play. Like, you're going to see it. <laughs> it is It is one where there there might be some guys sitting there that are uh, in a sports gambling going, I don't know, man. The, fi- <laughs> the fix looks like it's in. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an incredible uh, misplay. And, and so on a pass back, the goalie can't field it directly with his hands. He's got to kick the ball. He missed the ball. Wow. Like, this is the sort of goal that you would see in six and seven and eight year old uh, kids' soccer, uh, not at the top of the international level, which these two uh, organizations are. I mean, Real Madrid's the most expensive sports franchise in the world. Okay. So yeah. they're pretty good. They've won two straight champions. Like, they got the coolest uh, manager out there in Zenadine Sedan. How cool was he? Well, he headbutted a guy once in the 06 World Cup, and that guy had it coming to him. I often, <laughs> yes, he did. I often bug Gene Principe. I'm like, you Italians, you can't take that victory, you know? Mozzarella, Monterazzi deserve that, you know? So. I'm going to have to check this goal out because my favorite own goal in soccer, and I can't remember which league, and it was a few years ago, when the goalie had the ball and he was trying to throw it downfield and he overcompensated and he threw it in his own yeah. net. 
Yeah. This, so. Wait till you see this one. This one is going to be on misplays of the year. It's that All bad. Right. All right. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us Oilers Now at 630Ched.com. Uh, this text comes in, Bob. That was an awesome assessment of Vegas. It's not just their practice habits that must be accept- exceptional. The team buy-in is there as well. Uh, they work as a five-man unit. The communication is constant, especially under pressure in their own zone. Five guys that think the same. Everybody knows exactly what to do. Uh, there are constant waves and execution all three zones. Each guy is fully committed. It's a thing of beauty to watch from a coaching perspective. And the flower uh, takes care of all the hiccups, referring to Marc-Andre Fleury. He's right. I mean, they are... And that's why Gerard Gallant's going to win the coach of the year. Dave, I know you're producing uh, Inside Sports as well. Reed Wilkins is back. Tell us who they got. Uh, we got Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. Also, U of A Golden Bears, former Edmonton Oilers assistant coach uh, Ian Herbers will be stopping yep. by. Edmonton Eskimos kicker Sean White. Training camp is uh, about three weeks away. And uh, we'll have a visit from Evan Dom, who does a lot of work for Canada West. All right. Uh, tomorrow, our, our lead guest will be Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. We're working on a couple of pretty good other ones as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Offer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.